I can wear anything I want and declare it to be fashion. <laughs> and everyone just has to go with me on it. <laughs> I'm Jasper Lior, and this is Gender Euphoria, the podcast where we break down what gender euphoria is and talk about the beautiful, wonderful, incredible parts of trans identity. I want to acknowledge that the trans experience is complex and diverse. This podcast is not a comprehensive representation of that experience. Each episode, I chat to a beautiful human about their beautiful gender. Today, I'm joined with Mix Dahlia Bell. Dahlia is a writer, lifestyle submissive, and comedian based in Portland, Oregon. Thank you so much for being here today, Dahlia. Thanks for having me, Jasper. I like to start by asking people how they identify and what their pronouns are. So, I am a woman, and my pronouns are she, her. What does gender euphoria mean to you? For me, Gender euphoria is, in simplest terms, like just feeling at home in yourself. I know that some people listening would be like, well, isn't that just euphoria? And yes. So to go a little more in depth into that answer, I I always like to point out that gender dysphoria and gender euphoria are not unique to trans and non-binary people. And I think that sometimes gets confused and then cis people struggle with it. They're like, well, I feel such and such a way too. And I'm like, yes, I get it. It's a matter of degree. A good example I can think of is like for a cisgender heterosexual woman, just because like being a heterosexual woman is a context I have a better understanding of. So. <laughs> We're going to take a cisgender heterosexual woman hanging out with her friends. They're all getting their pre-funk on, getting ready to go out to the club. You know, they all cheers. They have the perfect shot of tequila together. And then on their way out the door, she looks in the mirror, sees that her makeup is perfect. Her clothing is perfect. She knows there's not a single man in the entire club that would possibly be able to resist her. That is gender euphoria. And for a trans woman such as myself, it just becomes magnified because I wake up every morning being like, do I look like a dude? I hate mornings. So then when I look in the mirror, I'm like, ooh, I'm adorable. You know, it's, it's amazing. What does gender euphoria feel like for you? So for me personally, I do have experience gender dysphoria and that's pretty much the state I wake up in every morning. So I struggle with, you know, my appearance, my presentation, my voice, all of that. And I transitioned, I guess, later in life by modern trans standards. So having gone 30 plus years being addressed by masculine names, masculine pronouns, being treated as though I were masculine, for me to be treated appropriately as I want to be treated, knowing that other people are experiencing me the same way I experience myself. It, It just feels 
like everything is falling into place. It's like a breath of fresh air. And I think at my real peak of gender euphoria, I, I don't really think about it at all. And I guess that's what makes it difficult to describe because it's really the feeling not caring at all. <laughs> like, going through the world perfectly. <laughs> Especially for those of us who sort of bend and warp the lines of standard gender. You know, I feel like we have more access to euphoric experiences. Experiences that other people just take for granted and are like, well, that's how I feel every morning. That's how people are supposed to feel. But for someone like myself, at least, it's so much larger than that. My, like, transition into non-cisness is pretty recent, like, within the last year. And for a while, I feel like this is such a common experience, but, like, the first few months, you're like, what the fuck, this sucks so much. There's literally nothing redeeming about this. I'm just crying all the time. When I had my first moment of euphoria, I was like, this is worth it. Like, this is why I'm going through this transition and feeling all these feelings and like, this is the reason. And then I was like, I need to talk about this <laughs> with everybody. And then when I had that, like, that kind of broke the seal. And then I'm like, oh my God, all these tiny little moments throughout my life are gender euphoria. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, to be honest, I still have not lost the gender euphoria of just hearing my own name. <laughs> my name brings me so much gender euphoria. Right? I, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. That's probably where I get my most moments of euphoria is like when I'm getting takeout and picking it up and someone calls my name. I'm like, ah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are really happy about this sandwich, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I am. Your food is shitty, but you said my name, so. <laughs> I didn't realize how great my name was until my partner started referring to me as Baby Doll. Ah, oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> Bonus. You're like, ah, oh, that's so right. This is the whole reason I've had this name up until this point is for this moment to happen. <laughs> Yeah, we are, we are definitely a T-for-T tea tea couple, so. Do you have any thoughts or stories or experiences you want to talk about that? Oh, as far as T-for-T, it is the way to go. Uh, 100%, I cannot recommend it enough. Just the understanding of one another's context and complexity is amazing being able to support each other in those moments when it gets weird, because let's face it, we get weird sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, my part, my fiancé is gender fluid, so we can share, like, half of the same wardrobe. It's amazing. Yes. That's, like, they have some yeah. stuff that's way too butch for me, but, yeah, otherwise, <laughs> you can just... <laughs> the real thing is you need to find people who you can share shoes with. That's a challenge. That's a whole nother level. Is there a moment of gender euphoria that stands out for you? My supreme moment of gender euphoria, I am engaged and I had started 
testing the waters, you know, just putting my toes in with reconciling my gender issues. And it was probably only within a few months of my partner and I officially being a couple, I was at work and they sent me a picture of this just pencil sketch they had done of this adorable little perfectly rounded black girl in a head wrap with booty shorts and a little crop top. And I responded, I'm like, oh, that's adorable. And my partner was like, yeah, it's you. Obviously it's adorable. And I'm like, but I don't look like that. <laughs> and they're like, but you do. That is how I see you anytime I look at you. That picture is actually now the uh, wallpaper on my phone too. So if I ever feel sad, I can just pick that up. Wow. They drew that? Your partner Yeah, did? it's so cute. Wow. That's awesome. Two years and a whole lot of hormones to actually look this way. But... <laughs> Just like feeling seen, I feel like that is such a huge, that's like at the core of positive gender experiences slash gender euphoria. Yeah, my proto gender euphoria. <laughs> I had met one of uh, my partner's older friends from when they lived in California. They were just up to visit. They're this very, very sweet person. And we went in for a hug and they like leaned over and whispered in my ear, they're like, I see you and just left. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe creepy, really endearing. At that moment, <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> but yeah, within a few months, I'm like, oh, I, I get it now. <laughs> and do you think that in that moment they saw you? Oh, absolutely. I feel like we can we can sense our own. There's just that like egg vibe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there is that egg vibe for sure. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been putting out a lot of that. And then you look at like all your past experiences and you're like, oh yeah, that that checks out. <laughs> yes. What is really seeing your gender right now these days? As far as on me, I love being, well, honestly, the number one thing, all of my hair. I have so much hair. It is a massive collection. People question me about it sometimes. But I figure since I have androgen-induced alopecia, I may as well look for the bright side. And the bright side is that I can change my hairstyle, my hair length, color, everything like five times a day if I feel like it. So that's thrilling. And I also finally figured out about a couple of months ago, the wonder of A-line dresses. Mm. They just cinch in perfectly and just they're flowy. So they're fun. I'm, <laughs> I am very, very, very high femme. So it's also part of why I do use the prefix mix, which is the technically the gender neutral prefix. I do use it as a salute of sorts to the non-binary aspect of myself. 
that it, I'm one of those trans people that pass through the non-binary gateway into my full binary identity. I feel that I embrace not so much womanhood as much as I do femininity to such an extreme degree that it's definitely not cis passing at all and I don't want it to be and that's great. <laughs> so my little princess dresses, my canopy bed, I just yeah, I love it all. <laughs> I, I basically live in a little dollhouse of my own imagination. <laughs> yes, I've been chatting with people about this, like, clothes obviously come up a lot for obvious reasons, but we don't really talk about our spaces that much, and I feel like our spaces, if the clothes are like the costume of the theatrical moment of our life, our spaces are the set that we're existing in. Curating my space is like a it's my gender. My room is my gender also. Yeah, something you said, your Instagram caption. Let me, let me pull it up so I don't misquote you. I'm so glad I posted that too. So now I get to meet you. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thanks for being a genius and posting about it on social media. <laughs> I love meeting other bright, bubbly people. I think this past year has definitely opened up a new path, especially for queer folks to manifest our own little wonderland. You said, gender dysphoria tells us something needs to change. Gender euphoria tells us we're moving in the right direction. That just like sums it up for sure. Those negative feelings just kind of like itch under our skin and they feel so big, but I haven't really thought of it as like, your dysphoria is telling you that something is wrong. So my partner and I, we also both work in different capacities in mental health care. We have to point out, you know, the really severe cases of dysphoria, the crippling depression, this, that, the other. But I don't think that accounts for the majority of dysphoria, which is just numbness or boredom or just feeling like your existence in the world is flat or incomplete. And then you like declare a pronoun and a small group of your friends starts using the correct pronoun. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, what is this feeling? Normal? <laughs> or like you just Every time I meet another trans woman, especially another black trans woman, instantly I'm like, I'm not alone. So it's perfect, you know? I, I could ostensibly live my life as a man and I could do that fine and I could live stealth, but why is the question. You would miss out on so many moments of gender euphoria. Exactly. What do you love about being trans? I love so much about being trans. The community more than anything is amazing to me. I feel like our community is unique in our camaraderie, our solidarity. I love that 
I have family in strangers all over the world. Right. And as someone who leans towards the non-binary end of things, I do like the performative aspect of gender, which might strike some people as odd, but I, I really, really enjoy it. I can wear anything I want and declare it to be fashion. <laughs> and everyone just has to go with me on it. <laughs> yeah. Plus, we're magic. So oh, yeah. I mean, that's... not to mention we're magic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that little footnote. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dahlia, is there anywhere on the internet that you want people to be able to find you? So many places. Oh, before I go plugging myself, I do want to recommend a song to all the, the trans girls out there, especially if you're not out yet. If you just have that little inkling, Les Floors by uh, Minnie Ripperton. Greatest trans anthem ever. I don't know if it was meant to be, but it definitely is 100%. So yeah, that is the other answer to where my gender is these days. Mm. Anytime I feel down, I can just play that song and I'm like, yes, I'm blossoming into the flower I am. It's great. Um, <laughs> but as far as following me, my favorite place for people to follow me is on Instagram. That is uh, mix. And then you put the period because it's a prefix, Dahlia Bell. So that's the most fun because I just post fun and adorable little pictures or my silliest little thoughts. You can also find me on Facebook, but things are a bit more serious over there. Yes, and if you find yourself near Portland, Oregon, you have to go see Dahlia do comedy. She is amazing and so funny. <laughs> Thank you so much. Gender Euphoria is a queer videography podcast produced by Alana Capra. Music by Jasper Lior. Find show notes and photos to go with each episode on Instagram at Gender Euphoria Pod. If you or someone you know needs to talk to somebody about gender, visit thetrevorproject.org. If you or somebody you know wants to talk to me about gender on this podcast, email info at queervideography.com. Love yourself, listen to your body, and gender boldly. Apple trees and honeybees, the ocean breeze, a really good sneeze. There's gender queer and gender fuck, non-binary and ladies who tuck. There's trans man, thank you ma'am, the girls, the gays, the days, going out for a swim in a sea of manta rays. We're all eating to poop and pooping to eat in whatever bathroom I take a seat. And we're all just humans, homos looking for love. We're all just humans, except the cats and aliens. <laughs>